Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. So, your Father knoweth what things you have need of. That's the reason a lot of these fellows' prayers don't work. They claim some girl, I'm going to claim her for my wife. They can't even take care of themselves, much less a wife. They don't need a wife. Don't shout me down now, just because I'm preaching real good. Can't take care of them. Some of them have got enough sense to get out of the rain, much less. Two of them now have enough sense to get out of the rain. It wouldn't be in shape. How come me to get off on that? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. And that's the thing that he's getting at you, for they have their reward. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. Now, he didn't mean that you're supposed to do all your praying in the closet. It's a figure of speech, you see. And uh, when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, he's still talking about prayer now, isn't he? Use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Now you know that same kind of thinking carries over into the individual life and into the church life, into people's lives and minds. Because you'll hear people say, you know, well if you could just get enough people to pray and it'd get the job done. And if the job isn't done, well, we just didn't get enough people to pray. And yet you don't find that kind of thinking in the Bible. Uh, Jesus said, we'll look at it just in a moment here and close with that. Jesus said that two could get the job done. Amen. But you see, that's human reasoning. You've got to have a super abundance of it. If you don't have a super much speaking, you see, God will hear you because of your much speaking. He said, that's the way the, the heathens are. They think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. You know, if I could just pray long enough and pray loud enough, eventually I might get through. No, no, you're not going to be heard for your much speaking. But when you pray, use not vain repetition. Repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. Now get this, the latter part of the eighth verse. I, I went through all of that to get to this right here. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to get. The latter part of this eighth verse. But all that other was good, wasn't it? Amen. It's all right, wasn't it? It's all right. Now look at the latter part of this eighth verse. For your father knoweth what things you have need of. Now stop right there, you see. And folks would say, well now God the Father knows what you need, you have need of. There's no use to pray because he'll know, he'll send it. No, that's not what Jesus said. Before you ask. So he's telling you, go ahead and ask. Now what's he talking about praying for here? What's he talking about praying for? Things that you have need of. Amen? 
things that you have need of, things that you're in need of. Well, somebody said, let's pray God give me a million dollars. Well, you need a million? Well, no, I'd like to have it. Well, forget it. You, you didn't fill the bill. Amen. Are you listening to me? But now if you owe a million dollars, you need it. And if your house payment's due, you need it. If your car payment's due, you need it. Isn't that right? Your father knoweth what things you have need of. If it's time to pay your tuition, it is, isn't it? About the first of the month, as you know. <laughs> Amen. You need it. Isn't that right? I said, isn't that right? Amen. So, your father knoweth what things you have need of. That's the reason a lot of these fellows' prayers don't work. They claim some girl, I'm going to claim her for my wife. They can't even take care of themselves, much less a wife. They don't need a wife. Don't shout me down. I just call it preaching real good. Can't take care of themselves. Some of them have got enough sense to get out of the rain, much less. Two of them now have enough sense to get out of the rain. It wouldn't be in shape. How come me to get off on that? <laughs> be ye not. Be ye not, therefore, like unto them, for your father knoweth what things. Everybody say things. things. Ye have need of before you ask. Sure he knows. But he tells you to go ahead and ask, doesn't he? I said, doesn't he? I said, doesn't he? Yeah, he knows all things. I mean, it wasn't anything new to him that your house payment was due. Amen. I said, amen. That wasn't anything new to him that the tuition's due. It's not anything new to him that the car payments do. He knows all things. Amen. But notice that he did say to ask. Your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. Well, then what's he saying? He's saying, though the father knoweth what you have need of for you to ask. And then secondly, he's saying, ask for the things you have need of. Commenting one time, one person on the scripture there in Philippians, you remember? 4 19, I believe it is, where the scripture said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This person said, well, you know, I got to thinking about it. You know, I know the Bible did say God said he'd supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But after all, we don't know what we need, but he does. I spoke up and said, if you have good sense, you know what you need. If you're hurting, if you got good sense, you know you need to quit hurting. I mean, if you're hungry, bless God, if you got good sense, you know you need something to eat. Amen, isn't that right? Sure, you know what you have need of. And he wants to meet your needs. Why don't he? Well, I'll go back to our original text. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Come according to the word. 
do it just like the Word said do it. Now, turn then to, 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 uh, to, to Matthew 19. Jesus said something else here. You're familiar with it. 18th chapter, 19th verse of Matthew. Again, Jesus said, I say unto you that if two of you, two of you, shall agree as touching anything they shall ask. Isn't that asking prayer? Isn't it? They shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I remember the last church that I pastored and uh, the last meeting that we had, church revival or church, we call them church meetings, you know, revival, which was in, in most ways uh, uh, one of the best. I did something different. I began to uh, see some things in a different light myself about prayer and praying. And I realized that we had done, and here's, here's another thing, another place where we miss it in the church world. We, we just do things because somebody else is doing it. I don't care whether it's praying or whatever it is. Uh, God might want to do it different with us. Instead of ascertaining as we wait on God what, God, what does God want me to do? I think that's one reason that a lot of ministries get overburdened in debt and in, you know, because they just do, it may be a good thing, but uh, that may not be what God wants you to do. It is that they either move out beyond their faith or else they move out beyond what God has called them to do. And so therefore, God can't, you see, bless them like he wants to and not really like he even wills to because they're not in position where he can. I was holding a meeting one time. I, I'm, I'm trying to bundle this up here real quick, but it just things just keep coming. And we'll try to tie up a few loose ends here and then we'll pick up at another time. Um, I was holding a meeting one time for a fella in another state And uh, uh, he had talked to me, you know, uh, uh, long before when I preached at another time in that state for another church and wanted me to come to his. I knew that he had built a new church, a new church auditorium building, edifice, beautiful, really beautiful. And was running for that day, uh, what it, you know, for that day it, would, it was a large church. And so I was going to be there again the next year, you see, in, in, for, in one of the other churches, actually the largest full gospel church in the state. And so I agreed to uh, go to him. And I said to him when I was talking to him, you see, now uh, uh, it was December and I said, now I need to, if you're, if you're out on the field, you know, going to churches, church meetings, if you can start early enough by, by, by at the, you know, like this Sunday after, this past Sunday after Thanksgiving, or not late in the first Sunday of December, then you can run a meeting, get it going real good, and you can run right up to Christmas time. I used to do that every year. I mean, sometimes I run right up to Christmas Eve. You know, never, never lost your crowd. But if you wait down the middle of December to start, everybody's already started shopping, they got the Christmas spirit, you know, and, and it's hard to get them involved. 
So I said to him, because I'm going that way, you see, the first week of December, or the first Sunday after Thanksgiving, and I said, now I need to stay three weeks. Because you couldn't stay two weeks, and, and I very seldom would take a meeting for two weeks anyway. I'd walk off and leave a fellow talking to me about staying with him for two weeks. Oh, no, I want you to stay. I want you to stay. Well, we went. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Overcoming Prayer Package, which includes the Art of Prayer book by Kenneth E. Hagan and the three CD series from Ken Hagan, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. Both tremendous resources are just $29.95. That's a savings of $6 off the retail price. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can watch Rama Praise mm-hmm. uh, on the video podcast at rama.tv mm-hmm. on the internet, or you can listen to the Rama for Today radio podcast. That's right. Or you can read the Word of Faith magazine online. There's all kinds of live church services at 10 a.m. on Sunday and 7 p.m. on Sunday. Or you can and watch then, us on Roku. And on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. That's so, right. So, hey, yeah, and on the new deal, the... I can't pronounce it. Roku. Roku. Okay. That's right. I'll let you do it. Yeah. I I don't know what I'm talking about, but. (laughs) But it's some kind of new deal that a lot of people know about it. We have our own channel. Yes. And stuff is on there almost uh, immediately. Church services are on there. Events. uh, Events. All kinds of things. So just go and watch. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Will of God in Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.